This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller, broker-owner of Carl Miller Realty, located at 7700 Timberlake Road. Today, we're talking about the magic of home ownership. I want to give a special thanks to Fortress Foundation Solutions for sponsoring our show this month. Fortress Foundation Solutions is a locally owned company that takes pride in protecting your home. They specialize in basement waterproofing, foundation repair, crawl space encapsulation, and concrete leveling. With free estimates and professional services, trust the local experts at Fortress Foundation Solutions to protect your home. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week's featured listing is a commercial opportunity in Bedford County. Used in the past as a church, this property boasts a 3,000-square-foot cinder, flo- cinder block building complete with three bathrooms, a kitchen, and lots of open space. This building features a vaulted ceiling in the old sanctuary, and it has an unfinished basement with concrete flooring. It would be perfect for use as a warehouse or a woodworking shop or contractor's headquarters. It has road frontage right on Route 221. This property is priced to sell at just $64,900. We have the survey on file along with a recent appraisal that valued this property over $100,000. It's bank-owned and it's priced to move. If you or your business needs a last-minute tax write-off or investment for the new year, call me today to get this property under contract and reach us at carlmillerrealty.com. Joining me in studio today is Lindsay Morell, our marketing director of Carl Miller Realty. Lindsay Christmas is less than a week away. I know. I'm so excited. Friday. This Friday. Hard to believe. I know. It's come up very fast. It feels like it's come up very fast, even though people were decorating for Christmas like weeks early this year. That's true. It yeah. seems like it's come up fast. It just doesn't yeah. seem like a traditional Christmas season, at least. Yeah, it it feels like I put my tree up before Thanksgiving. Good for you. But it feels like I've only had it up for like a week. Right. You know? Do you do a live tree or, or a fake tree? A just, fake tree. You do a fake tree. Okay. Mm-hmm. We bought a live one this year, so our kids have been watering it every day. We keep it. We're, it's So far, it's still staying alive. So My... Aunt used to own a Christmas tree farm, so I feel like I'm oh, wow. way too picky to yes. get a real tree. You know, I haven't found the perfect one. Right. It's a little bit of an art form when you're out there trying yeah. to select one. Yes. I like being able to cut it down. Was that know? Christmas tree farm, where was that located? North Carolina. North Carolina. Near Boone. Wow. Up yeah. in the foothills or in the mountains there. Yeah. It was yeah. magical. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's a great experience, mm-hmm. too, for families mm-hmm. to go out and, and to get a tree. It is. That's pretty cool. Highly recommend. Well, I learned something new about you today, a Christmas <laughs> tree farm in the family. I know. Is the farm still going on? No. They stopped the Christmas tree part. They have, like, cattle and stuff right. still. But it was very hallmarky. You know, really small town, Christmas tree farm. I think my aunt and uncle met because of, like, a camp. It just was like a Hallmark movie. That's right. Really it was pretty cool. great. That's cool. Lots of good memories, it sounds like. It was magical, yes. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, you know, I was thinking about Christmas this week, and one of the common themes, and actually I heard on this station in the morning show uh, with uh, Brian and Mary, they were talking about Christmas songs uh, earlier this week, and they were kind of making jokes about the worst Christmas songs, which was kind of fun. Oh, yes. Um, It was kind of a cool thing to think about. But one of the things I was struck with is how many elements of home there are in Christmas songs, whether it's from... You know, singing about going through the woods to grandmother's house or I'll be home for Christmas to just other nostalgia. The, the elements of safe, safety, warmth, and making memories at home for holidays are, are very prevalent in American culture. And one common theme is just that of being home or, or you know, mm-hmm. having a home ownership, yeah. essentially. 
I never thought about that. Right. And you're going home, home for Christmas. I am, yes. In Florida. In Florida, yes. I love that. So excited. We were talking off air about how much fun it is to drive south over the wintertime. Mm-hmm. I love just leaving early in the morning. And the further south you go, the warmer the temperatures get and the grass gets greener. And yes. eventually you see the first palm trees. That's pretty it's, awesome. Yes, it's magical. And I didn't even grow up Magical is my word for the day. I like it. Yeah. Well, as we think about fond memories being at home or maybe your family member's home, I know maybe even for some listeners today, there might not be happy memories of, of, of being home back in the holidays when you were younger. But, you know, some people grew up with no stability or perhaps are even homeless. And I know this station has a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners and highly motivated, smart people tuning in. And I know that some of you have crazy background stories. I know that. But what is beautiful about, about America is that past does not define your future. And whether you are currently building stability in your life today or have already achieved the stability or success, homeownership has an element of magic to it. And I wanted to just talk today and clarify some key concepts about the magic of homeownership and why I love doing what we do to serve our clients with home ownership. So there's several things we'll talk about today. First, we'll talk about home ownership versus renting. We'll also talk about two important aspects of living out the American dream of home ownership, just two specific keys to that. And then three, home ownership and your finances. And we'll wrap up the show with talking about home ownership and your family. So wanted to kind of lead in with uh, renting versus buying. And even though I'm in real estate sales, I will say it Right now, as much as I love home ownership and believe in it, not everyone should be a homeowner. If you are not sure you're going to be in town for the next you know, 12 to 18 months from now and are currently renting, it might be best to not buy right now, but just to continue renting. I think another example of folks who are probably better off renting is, is, if, you're, is if your credit score is dinged or if you have some late payments in your existing credit history. Just plan on renting a bit longer. Repair that credit score and get it up a bit. You'll get a better interest rate. And you'll have a much easier time of getting your loan to go through. And and also, if you have zero savings, keep mm. keep squirreling away dollars. Just keep plugging away. Keep. I know it's hard. I know uh, there's a you know talk show host here on this on this station, Dave Ramsey, who talks about just saving and building an emergency mm-hmm. fund. And I absolutely subscribe to that. Just continue to rent. Keep squirreling away some funds. Maybe get that second job and and work hard to uh, just get a little bit of a savings built up. Because one negative of home ownership is that when the heat pump quits working or the well pump goes out, it's your problem. Your landlord's not going to magically show up and fix yes, it. I know that very well. <laughs> right. You're a homeowner too, Lindsay. I am. I yeah. love it. And yeah. you've owned your house now for how many years? Five. Five. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's crazy. But yes, my heat pump went out around Thanksgiving, like two years ago. Right. And, and you need that in the winter. <laughs> yeah, that's no. Yeah, you, you don't want to be without a heat pump in the in the mm-hmm. wintertime or a gas heat or, or whatever it is that you have. Yes. So. So there are some aspects, there are some folks that, you know, probably are better off renting. But if you have financial stability in your life and you're past the survival mode, and if you plan to be in the area in the foreseeable future, you know, just have a stable, stable financial background, do consider buying. And here are five rent versus buy considerations that I think just build a really strong case for home ownership. And first of all, in, in at least 50 cities in the U.S. and Canada, and Lynchburg would be in there for sure, it's definitely cheaper to buy than rent. Before we dive in, take a look at what happens when people rent instead of own. So when you're renting, you're paying your landlord's mortgage, making them wealthier versus increasing your own wealth if, as an owner. Housing, housing has a price, and you're going to have a housing payment no matter if you're renting or you're buying, unless you are fortunate enough to pay for cash. And if you pay with cash, you still have a cost associated with mm-hmm. homeowners, being a homeowner, because there's taxes and insurance bills that come due. 
So you're going to be making a payment either to your own mortgage or your landlord's mortgage. So again, you're either making your landlord richer or you're mm-hmm. increasing your net worth <laughs> over time. Secondly, if you're renting, your monthly payment is subject to increase. Most leases only go for 12 months at a time. And at the end of that 12 months, the landlord has the right to increase your rent rate versus a fixed rate mortgage keeps your monthly payment constant. And I'm just continually amazed at how much rent rates are going up in this town. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I was talking to a, an owner, a landlord the other day, and he has um, a single wide he's renting out. And he is asking $750 for this two-bedroom, one-bath. Or I guess it's wow. a two-bath, two-bedroom, two-bath, single wide. And that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. I yeah. told him I need to get into the single wide owning business at this point. Yeah, stuff. for real. Because I mean, it, I don't, I, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I remember advising a, a, a landlord, look, you, you could probably rent this for around five hundred or five fifty a month. But uh, I guess these rent rates are going up even for, yeah. for mobile homes across town. So, and uh, the, you know, there's definitely high demand for renting, and and, and I'm just amazed at how much uh, the rents are commanding right now. But with the low cost of the mortgage money. Um, in Lynchburg, it definitely is, is, mm-hmm. is, is lower price sometimes to to buy versus rent. Three, so so the advantage of, of ownership is you've got a fixed rate mortgage. You know what that payment's going to be, and, and it'll flux a little bit if the tax rate goes up mm-hmm. or the insurance rate goes up. But um, overall, your payment is going to be fixed for your principal and interest. Thirdly, constant payment that never goes away. Uh, that's what a rent payment is. You're going to always be making that payment. It never will go away versus if you prepay parts of your mortgage, you can reduce your debt and eventually that mortgage will go away and there will be no payment anymore except for the taxes and insurance. Mm-hmm. Fourthly, you've got a space that belongs to someone else if you're renting versus your own space to customize and design however you want. Mm-hmm. That's one of the fun things about owning a house. Yeah, it's my favorite part. Is it? Yes. Have you done anything fun in your house recently? I am about to, well, this isn't super exciting, but I'm about to repaint a bathroom, which I've been hating the color for like a yeah. year now. So sure, I'm sure. very excited. That's 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 awesome. And, yeah. you know, if you're renting, obviously, you got to get permission from the landlord or the property manager. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you have to paint it back when you yeah. move out, which is just as bad. Yes. So <laughs> at the will of, and the fifth, a fifth aspect of renting versus owning, at the you're at the will of your landlord for any changes or updates, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. versus you are your own landlord and you don't have to run for permission. So... You don't have to make permission happen for changes or updates. Or the other thing that we're seeing a lot of is people want to buy a pet or add a yes. pet to their household. Yeah. And if your lease doesn't allow that, you have to get permission or put an extra security deposit down. Or versus pay a f- pet fee every pet month. Fee. That's right. That or, can add up. Yep, it sure can. And then if you have uh, an outdoor pet, you know, there's the aspect of fencing. And if you have to add a fence or even if you're doing an underground invisible fence, it's expensive. And mm-hmm. why would you want to improve your landlord's property when... If you have your own house, you're improving your own property. So that's the rent versus own. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about this later in the show. But the other thing I want to talk about is the American dream. 75% of non-homeowners in the U.S. consider buying a home to be part of the American dream. And they plan to jump in eventually. Homeownership provides a place to call your own. So like we talked about in the holiday songs, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of homeownership or home um just a lot of home analogies with, with Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Your home creates a sense of security and belonging in your community. You know that you have a piece of the neighborhood that's all yours. You're, you know, it's it's there's something really magical about buying a home. And I will say it requires work to buy a home. It's yeah to get that American dream, it it requires some sacrifice. And I was thinking through some of the things that 
we see our buyer sacrifice for it. It's, it's sometimes it's a, just a massive effort. So mm-hmm. we already talked about savings. If you don't have savings, you know, get some going so you yeah. can buy a home. Uh, clean credit. Uh, the lenders today, and we talked about this last week on the show, but clean credit is really required today. It's completely different than it was in 2007, 2008 when the subprime mortgages were a thing. You have to really work hard to, um, you know, financially just to be able to get a home right now. There's a lot of scrutiny that you happens when you apply for a loan. Your financial life and all of your decisions mm-hmm. that you've made in your past are kind of revealed in that credit score and the in your checking account history by lenders and underwriters. So. Right. You're really opening up yourself in a vulnerable way with your financial life. And it can be painful sometimes. <laughs> defining, also, you know, you're, you you went through the process when you buy a home. You define what you really want. And, 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 and through, through that, you're create, doing a process of elimination of the houses you don't want just by virtue of becoming educated on the market. And then, and then you get, go through negotiations, the contract on a home. You negotiate through your inspection and repairs. You fight through any surprises along the way. And... You're in our office. You kind of hear some of the challenges mm-hmm. that happen after a property is under contract and the yes. ways we have to be creative and come up with mm-hmm. solutions sometimes. So there's always little bumps in the road, I call them. And then you write a big old cashier's check for the closing paperwork when you go to sign that big stack of paperwork that you always have. And then you're signing that huge stack of paperwork committing yes. you to a mortgage. So it, there's a lot to overcome. That's just kind of touching the surface of what it all is required to buy a home. But you finally get the keys to your new home. You did it. And you've joined the ranks of over 69% of other Americans and accomplished that goal of home ownership. And it really is a thing to celebrate. So when we, so it's just a, a lot of fun to, to be a homeowner. It's, it requires a lot of work, mm-hmm. but and it's worth it. And we're going to talk about why it's worth it when we come back. We're going to talk about your home and how that, um, the quote, coalition between your wealth and home ownership and also the security that provides your family. We'll talk about that when we come back from the break. We're back with the Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller, broker owner of Carl Miller Realty at 7700 Timberlake Road. If you're just joining and with us today, we're talking about the magic of home ownership. And I'm here with Lindsay Morell, our marketing director with Carl Miller Realty. And so far, we've covered renting versus buying and home ownership and fulfilling your dreams. And there are two other aspects of home ownership I'd like to discuss today. That is, And that is the wealth aspect and the family aspect. Mm. So when you get into the market as a home buyer, you get to increase your wealth over time. Home ownership and your wealth uh, Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances did a study on the balance of three financial benefits of home ownership. And the three financial benefits are first, you get to grow your personal fortune. Uh, the average homeowner has 44 times the net worth of a renter. So owning your own home boosts your own worth and lets you accumulate more wealth over time. Uh, last week, I mentioned the median sales price of a home in 1968. Do you happen to know that number, Lindsay? You weren't on the show last week. Is it like $20,000? You might have cheated a little I did. bit there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to believe it. In 1968, the, the average home price or the median home price in the U.S. was $20,100. Now, That's I also know back then, you know, wages were obviously a lot lower than they are today. Mm-hmm. But but home ownership is just a huge hedge against inflation. What's interesting, if you go from 1968 and just fast forward to 1990, 
the median sales price of a house went from $20,000 to $92,000. And then by by 2004, so just bump up 14 years, that number jumped to 185. And here we are 16 later, 16 years later, from 2004 at 185 to this year, it went over 300,000 for the first time. That's wild. So you can see the progression of just net worth for mm-hmm. homeowners from $20,100 right. $1, in 1968 to over $300,000 today. So homeownership is just, we talked about this in the past, but it's just a great hedge against inflation. It's a wealth builder. I know there's some some people that say your home is a liability you know, I just I'll just say this: the average tenant is has a net worth of forty four times less than that of a homeowner. So, uh, buying a home is almost a built in savings plan for yourself, and I highly encourage it, especially if if you like I said you're planning on being here and you've got a stable job. Uh, the second thing is the reason I feel like the homeownership values are going to continue to go up is we're we're kind of in a crunch right now for the cost of land. The cost of development and the building materials, those costs are rising. In fact, new home prices are up right now. And lumber, just lumber went up as much as 300% this year. And that's from April to August. We had a huge shortage of, of lumber and supplies. And if, if you have purchased appliances recently and ordered them, you know it just takes a long time to get appliances in. Um, treated lumber is just unbelievable. I had a seller this year who uh, built rebuilt the deck and he bought his lumber right before the prices skyrocketed. And he returned a 16 foot two by four treated lumber piece to Lowe's. And he had paid just, just under $9 and 50 cents for this board. And when he returned it, he got a check back for $29. So oh just in that little time frame, the prices just dro- just went up so much for lumber. So my point is that the cost of land and materials is rising and with the new home prices and lumber up this much, there's just this big gap between the resale home pricing and new construction pricing. So dollar per square foot for a new home is much higher mm. than buying an existing home or a re, what we call a resale house. So I think just the pricing gap, the actual cost to build gap is just going to continue to push the existing home market prices higher. And that's outside of the supply demand issues that we've been talking about quite a bit on the show. Mm-hmm. So the, the, there's just a lot of pressure on prices to rise. Uh, so, uh, another just great benefit of increasing your wealth over time is, in addition to just growing your personal fortune, is you get more tax benefits. Um, if you deduct, if you itemize your tax bill, and this isn't for everyone, but people who do, the mortgage interest you pay is deductible. Property taxes that you pay is is tax deductible, and it saves you money when the when tax time comes around. And if you own rental property, there are other benefits like depreciation and interest write-offs. And every time you drive out to the property for any maintenance, that's all a tax write-off that you can claim on your taxes. So there's a lot of tax benefits with, with real estate home ownership, and whether it's your own home or investment property ownership. And, and thirdly, it's, it's secure as an investment that isn't going anywhere. So whether you fix it up, whether you rent it out, whether you resell it, Real estate's value tends to increase the longer you have it. And it's actually less volatile than stock market um, fluctuations uh, historically. And along with this investment, if you own investment property, you can go from being a tenant to being the owner who receives the income benefit as an investor and the tenant can pay off your investment. So a lot of us started out as tenants, but there's a lot of beauty in being a owner and being the landlord and renting those things, renting your properties out. 
And then I will just add one other little benefit about wealth building. You can leverage your dollars for investment by as much as 80% for, for buying investment property. So if you're buying stocks, for example, cash for assets, you, if you're buying a dollar stock, for every dollar invested, you're going to get $1 worth of stock. Whereas real estate allows you to leverage, so you can put a dollar in and get $5 worth of an asset. And, you know, just add zeros to it if you want to. $10,000 invested, you can, you can get a $50,000 uh, asset because you put 20% down. And again, that's a, maybe a little bit more complicated conversation, but the reality is, is that your asset is paid for by your tenants simultaneously increasing in value just because you can leverage your dollars. You, mm -hmm. can't, you can't legally borrow money to buy stocks. Um, I guess you can borrow 50%. It's, this is kind of above my pay grade here, but, uh, Mine but too. <laughs> yeah, but, but I do know you can leverage your dollars to buy real estate. And if you're buying your own home, you can actually, uh, leverage your money. Uh, you can get a, there's still loans out here that are hundred percent financing loans mm -hmm. uh, for specific properties. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. You can leverage your dollars to buy asset, buy an asset that'll continue to grow for you. I want to also talk about the social aspect of real estate. Real estate ownership benefits you and it impacts the world around you. And I think this is something that we don't really talk about. We Homeowners kind of take it for granted, but th there's a lot of studies done that just show that real estate ownership creates stronger families when you have a home base that's all yours. Uh, some studies show that there's emotional stability that increases among family members. If just, just kids just knowing that there's a home that's owned and it, that they've got a place they can go to every night, every day, and they can wake up in a warm house, it just really increases emotional stability among kids and family members. Uh, I would say your spouse too probably would function better. And then secondly, kids perform better in school. Children raised in a home that's owned by the family find more success in math and reading, and studies have shown they have fewer behavioral problems. Interesting. Yep. And thirdly, I, it's, there's a stronger sense of community. People who own homes are more active in their community, and they're doing more to ensure that their property remains in a neighborhood that is supportive, safe, and beautiful. And I'll just say this, you know, in light of some of the social unrest we've seen even just recently, anytime you're seeing riots or damages to property, these things are typically not happening in owner-occupied neighborhoods. They're in either rental districts or districts that are not homes. Nobody is going to protest by burning down their own house. It's just not going to happen. Uh, home ownership in communities that have high home, home ownership rates are good for the economy, and it's also good for the safety and the, just the long-term health of a community. So I know we've covered a lot of ground today. We discussed renting versus buying. We've, we've looked at the American dream and how home ownership creates a place to call home. And it's a reminder of your personal sacrifice and your personal achievements. We've also discussed home ownership and your wealth and the link to ownership and family benefits. And locally, our, our market here in Lynchburg, Greater Lynchburg, remains strong. And available homes are still pretty scarce. In mm -hmm. fact, as of Friday this week, there are fewer homes in Lynchburg, Campbell County, Bedford County, and Amherst County than, than I've ever seen. We are down, Lindsay, to 309 single-family homes for sale as of Friday morning. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's That's very low. That's so few. Yeah, and so when COVID started to hit, we had – I looked and remember very distinctly, I did, I've been doing these little online market updates and reports, and we had 420 homes for sale uh, at the end of February, and that number has been dwindling all year. It's fluctuated just a little bit, but – we're down to almost 300 right now. And what's interesting is that if you're looking for a, a two-bathroom home under 200,000, there's only 52 houses, and that's for the entire region. Um, now, that's not including the outskirt counties, but that's Lynchburg and the three touching counties. 
And if you're upsizing, even if you're upsizing and you're trying to buy a bigger house above 400, there are only 81 homes in that price range for sale right now. And typically we have between, you know, two and 400 in that oh, price range. I mean, goodness. as of a couple of years ago anyway. Yeah. So it's just, there's just a scarcity of homes right now. Nationally, this is another interesting fact is that what's happened in our country this year is the homes over a million dollars. And we don't have as many of those in Lynchburg, but the rest of the U.S., most metro areas, there's, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Homes priced over a million dollars. There's been twice as many sales in that price range this year interesting. as in 2019. So people are valuing homes. More than ever. And they're realizing that they need more space <laughs> That's true. when they're home all the time. <laughs> very, very true. And uh, in fact, last week I talked about this, and I'll mention it here on this show too, that the top three reasons sellers are selling. Um, number one was to move closer to family or friends. Number two was their home was too small. So mm-hmm. to your point, just mm-hmm. people want a bigger house that meets their needs. And thirdly is experiencing a change in their family situation. So whether more people have been added to the family or maybe less people are in the household now than there was previously experiencing a change in their family situation is is a big reason mm-hmm. people are moving from death to divorce to expansion so it's just a change in family situations is the top 3 reasons so my encouragement is if you have a if this is you or your neighbor or maybe a family member or friend finds themselves in in one of these situations that's a perfect introduction for introduction for us I'd be honored to serve and help you get where you want to go or them where they want to go with their real estate needs because homes are selling. There is a shortage right now. We're seeing values go up. And just this year, we've seen about a 12% median price increase just in this area in Lynchburg, which is yeah. crazy, but it's, it's, it's what's happening. Yeah, it's a great time and to it's, sell. It's a great time to sell. And it's because of the shortage of inventory. It's just a shortage of housing. And there's high demand. Uh, again, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of value placed on home ownership. So if you know of someone that's Looking to buy, we can get them there. We can get them through the all the complications and uh, get them through the through the uh, challenges, so that they that just like uh, we talked about today, you can celebrate. They can celebrate their home ownership as we go into 2021. So we're going to move into the bizarre real estate fact of the week. And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. So, speaking of real estate ownership, not all real estate makes sense, and today's. Bizarre fact involves commercial property in New York City. Manhattan gas stations are worth much more than the money the owner can make selling gas. A few years ago, a station in the High Line sold for $23.5 million. And a few months later, another station in the borough went for $25 million. It's crazy. I guess this is a case maybe where the property is more valuable than the cash flow. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want a good asset and a tax write-off for your money, maybe. You know, it's just more zeros, all right? (laughs) Yeah. Feel free to invest up in New York City, and uh, and you're sitting on a, a valuable piece of real estate. That's for sure. If you own a gas station, you can sell it, and make a lot of money. You can sell it, and make a lot of money. That's right. Yeah, that's that was a good investment for somebody back back in the yes. day. Yes. Yeah. Well, they say location, location, location. So yeah, that would definitely be a location that's going to be worth a lot of zeros. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have real estate questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to radio at carlmillerteam.com or hit us up on one of our social media platforms. We're pretty easy to find. We're on, what are the platforms we're mainly on right now, Lindsay? Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, obviously our website. Yes. Yeah, those are the places. Check out carlmillerrealty.com. Email Mm -hmm. us, radio at carlmillerteam.com. Thank you for tuning in to our show. We're your local, caring, competent, and trusted advisors for all things real estate. A special thank you to our sponsors this month, Fortress Foundation Solutions. Have a great week. We'll see you next Saturday, the day after Christmas, for another morning of The Carl Miller Show.